This is Ignite. Good afternoon, Ignite Church. I know it's cold out there, and you know, this is not one of the things we can pray about, right? It's just times and seasons. But God is good. God remains faithful, right? The Canadian weather can, you know, change a little bit in a way that we don't like, but we serve a God that does not change. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to everyone joining us online as well. Thank you for joining us. We are very excited and we're glad that you chose to join us this afternoon. Um, we are not um, ignorant of the fact that you could have chosen any church um, whatsoever for you to join um, and you chose to be here so we are very excited and I'm confident that you know the grace of God and the word of God for you today you will not miss it in the name of Jesus um, none of us will remain the same after today's service because God is here and is going to speak to us in Jesus name amen so last week uh, we started I'm looking at the topic um, the spirit of truth and expression of the Holy Spirit so we're going to continue um, this week um, looking at the spirit of truth and our focus this week, um, we're going to be looking at how to overcome deception, how to overcome deception. Um, one of the benefits or the advantage of having the spirit of truth that we discussed last week um, was protection against the deception of the enemy. Uh, we, left it, we left it there last week and we're going to pick up from there um, this week. So let's just, you know, do a quick angle overview um, of last week. We said the spirit of truth is one of the many expressions of the Holy Spirit. We made it very clear that we don't serve two gods, we don't serve three gods, right? Um, the Holy Spirit is the third person in Trinity. It's the third person. So we serve one God, but in three persons. That is what the Bible teaches. And the spirit of truth here is an expression, one of the many expressions of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit manifests as the spirit of truth, uh, is also the spirit of wisdom, is the spirit of understanding, right? All of you know, those attributes, those manifestations, they're talking about one person, but with different expressions. Um, the easy way to look at it, and you know, it applies to every one of us, right? You know, I'm here, I have the privilege you know, of bringing God's word to you, right? This is Ignite Church. Uh, in this same building, a couple of hours ago, there was a service in the House of Praise. If you came for that service, you would have seen me either by the door or helping you to sit, right, as an usher. When I leave here today, you know, when I get home to my daughter, I'm a dad, right? You know, we're gonna play peekaboo, I'm gonna crawl on the floor, right? On Monday morning, when I get to my place of employment, I'm going to provide the value that, you know, I've been, hired to provide. So I'm not going to say, let's open our Bibles to the book of Corinthians, right? Um, so still one person, but different expression. So that's the way to look at it, right? We have one Holy Spirit, but he has different expressions. And one of the expression is the spirit of truth. So you can find that in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, and also Ephesians 4, verse 4. So 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, for by one spirit, right, emphasis on one spirit, we're all baptized into one body. So the Holy Spirit is one. And we said, we looked at, you know, the meaning of the spirit of truth. So what does it mean, um, the spirit of truth? And we said the spirit of truth is the teacher of the eternal, reliable, 
and living word of God. The spirit of truth is the teacher of the eternal, reliable, and the living word of God. John 14, 26 tells us that, but the helper, the only spirit, right, which is the spirit of truth, whom the Father will send in my name, it will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So we said, why the Holy Spirit can teach us all things, but the Holy Spirit is most excited about teaching us the word of God. And we mentioned the reason why that is so from the book of Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Because everything else that we do, everything else that the Holy Spirit can teach us about, if it is not undergirded by the foundation of the word of God, the success cannot be lasting. Right? It says, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you would have good success. So that is why the Holy Spirit is most excited about teaching us the word of God. The spirit of truth is the teacher of eternal, reliable, and the living word of God. I've been looked at, you know, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Um, the first one is for guidance, to guide us through the difficulties of life, right? Without the Holy Spirit guiding us, we establish the fact that God did not create us for us to figure out our lives ourselves. He had a plan. He created us, we are his workmanship created anew in Christ Jesus to do the works that he has predestined for us already. So you and I are supposed to find that path and we cannot find it without the help of the spirit of truth. We're supposed to find it and work in it. That's why the Bible says, no, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Because there's a best pathway. God does not want us to do you know, trial and error run from pillar to post, um, try this, uh, you know, play walk and with our destiny. That's not the plan of God. The plan of God is for the spirit of truth to guide us through the difficulties of life. And number two, discernment. We need the spirit of truth for discernment. This is to enable us to understand the mind of God concerning issues of life. So we don't go through life just coasting. We, we are able to understand the times and the seasons and what actions to take per season so that we can maximize the opportunities in that season. That is impossible without the spirit of truth. And number three, where we stopped, is protection. To protect us from the spirit of error and deception. Right? So we're going to pick it up from here today to protect us from the spirit of error and deception. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for the opportunity you've given to each and every one of us to come into your presence. Thank you for the death of Christ on the cross of Calvary for our sins have made this possible. Father Lord, we pray as we have come to meet with you, we pray that you will speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I decree, let there be light in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray after today's service, none of us will remain the same in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. 
Amen. So this week, our focus is going to be overcoming deception. You know, we've looked at the spirit of truth as the one of the many expressions of the Holy Spirit. So why do we need the spirit of truth when it comes to overcoming deception? The world we live in today is full of deception, half-truths, and conspiracy theories. Right? I, I don't need to you know, sell that to you. Uh, we all know conspiracy theories everywhere. Everywhere you turn to, right? You know, some people will tell you things, or you will hear things on the internet that you'll be wondering, like, how can someone really believe this, right? Like, are they missing a boat or a screw up there? Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. And the sad thing is, it's not just, you know, sometimes you think maybe somebody is trying to just be controversial, uh, you know, for them to, you know, maybe go viral and, and whatnot. But some of these people, they actually, they really believe what they're talking about because of the spirit of deception. Right? And, and this is also spreading to the body of Christ as well, right? People stand and say things from the pulpit. That you're like, what, what Bible are you reading? Right? So, more than ever, you and I, we need the spirit of truth to guide us, to protect us from deception, from the lies of the enemy, and from the half-truth and conspiracy theories out there. Because, trust me, these things can derail a person's destiny. And I pray that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Right? There, there are all sorts of things out there, and people take that as truth, and they run with it. Right? Um, you know, during the pandemic was the, the, the very funny one. Everyone became a doctor on the internet, right? Uh, buy vitamin D, buy this, right? And, and you ask people, like, how, how, where did you get this from? So, oh, yeah, it's, it's on the internet. I see, like, the fact that it's on the internet make, means that it's, it is true. And that's not the case. So how do we protect ourselves against this? The spirit of truth is our only protection from these attacks. The spirit of truth is our only protection. The only guarantee that you and I have to prevail against the deception of the enemy is not our education, right? I just don't want to mention names up there, but there are people you know, going about with all sorts of conspiracy theory, theories out there that they are very educated, right? Like, all the way to PhD level, and you're still wondering, like, how did they succumb to this line of thinking? So it's not about being educated. You and I need the spirit of truth. And if anyone believes that, yeah, you know, I'm good, I don't need the spirit of truth, I'm, you know, I'm very smart, um, I can do without it, I don't need God, I can discern, you know, I can tell my right from my wrong, that person is already under the spirit of deception. And I pray if there's anybody like that under the authority of my voice, that hold of the enemy will be broken today in the name of Jesus. Overcoming deception. Our main text is from John 8, 32. And we're also going to read from John 14, verse 16 to 18. John 8, 32 in the New King James Version. It says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus Christ wants you and I to know that the reason that we should know the truth, the reason we need this spirit of truth to guide us into all truth is that is the only way we can secure our freedom. Why? Because Satan is, you know, the ruler 
in the kingdom of darkness. The way Satan rules and dominates people is through ignorance, which is darkness, right? Whatsoever you don't know in any particular area, you're in the dark concerning that thing. And that is how Satan exercises control and keeps people in bondage. But the truth is light. The Bible says, and the light shines and darkness cannot comprehend it. So the truth, when you know the truth, it sets you free from the deception of the enemy. John 14, 16 to 17, he says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him and he dwells with you and will be with you. For every born again Christian, if you're a child of God, you've consciously invited Jesus to live on the inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you. You have the spirit of truth, right? And he's always with you. So, one thing I want us to note is deception is the most powerful weapon of the enemy against the human race. Deception is the most powerful weapon against the enemy, of the enemy, sorry, against the human race. And the reason is simple because deception leaves the enemy in the shadows, right? The enemy is hidden behind the scene. So when somebody comes you know, to you and wants to take something that belongs to you with force, your guard is up, you're ready to fight the person, right? But then if they come in a very corny and deceiving way, maybe you know, they, they package it as like maybe a business deal or a contract or whatever, and let's take a car for example. Somebody wants you know, to take your keys from you, 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 you can fight it and say, oh no, I'm not giving this to you, but you know, they package it, you sign off and all that, and they say, oh yeah, your car is mine now, That's, this is what you signed. Right? So, you see, the intention is hidden. Because if it's a confrontational attack, you know what to do. You can fight it immediately. But deception, it is very subtle. It is very subtle, and that is one of the dangers of deception. And it is a trick. It is one of, you know, the weapon of the enemy that he has been using since the beginning. So let's go back to the beginning, right? Deception was Satan's weapon of choice against Eve, which led to the fall of man, and man lost his dominion, right? And if you're thinking, oh yeah, you know, I think, you know, the serpent like, came to Eve and lied and all that, let's go into the scripture and see what Eve had to say for herself. Genesis 3, verse 13, New Living Translation, it says, this is God speaking to Eve, the Lord, asked, the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? And her response was, the serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. The reason why I took an action I wasn't supposed to take was because the serpent deceived me. Satan deceived me. See? So, the reason why Satan deploys deception is he doesn't have to do much. It, it, it makes the person take series of action that will send them or send, set them on the path to destruction by themselves. That's why we have, we have to be very careful and we need to consciously engage the spirit of truth. 
in the last days, deception of the enemy will increase greatly. Like, we're in the last days. It's incredible, like with social media, you know, with AI out there, like deep fakes that you cannot even tell what is real from what is not. So you need the spirit of truth to help you discern. Revelation 12, 9, it says, So the great dragon was cast out. The serpent of old, which just means the same serpent that was in the garden, called devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. See, that is, the, that is you know, the primary assignment of the devil, to deceive the whole world. He was cast out to the earth and his angels was, were cast out with him. So that is what the enemy is doing in this day and age. And, you know, one of the things or one of the ways that the enemy is deploying this, you know, deception in the body of Christ in the church is by getting people to lose their confidence in the word of God. Right? You know, beginning of the year, you know, you know God gave us a word in this house that this is our year of possibilities, right? It is still our year of possibilities. But Satan will go around telling you, <laughs> you've been confessing this thing for like, you know, 10 months, where's the job? You know, business is not doing well. Your situation has not changed. Your academics, you're still struggling. Pointing to facts here on the ground to disprove and dispute the truth of the word of God so that it can get you to abandon God's promises to you and move on. That's what he's doing. And the truth is what God has said to you is fact. It is fact in heaven. The things the devil, the enemy is pointing to here on earth, yes, they are fact. But the truth of the word of God is fact in heaven that can override the fact here on earth. But guess what? The fact here on earth, your situation here on earth cannot override the word of God, which is the fact in heaven. So the enemy is trying to get to focus on the fact here on earth and lose focus on God's promises to you. I pray that you will not lose focus on God's promises in Jesus' name. Let's look at this, you know, from Scripture. You know, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11, uh, chapter 11, verse 3. It says, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of the things that are visible. The universe, everything here, shaped by the word of God. So the word of God, the facts, the truth of the word of God is what can shape and turn your situation around. That is why the devil is consistently fighting our confidence in the word of God. So, I want us to look at three important things that Jesus Christ said about deception. Alright? When he was here. Jesus, the first thing is Jesus said the enemy would deceive many people in the last days. The enemy would deceive many people in the last days. Right? I want you to hold on to that. Let's read the scripture. Matthew 24, 11. It says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many people. So, the fact that, you know, somebody is saying something um, or somebody is gathering people together and because of the numbers, right, they have huge following, um, you know, if it's, if it's a church, like the church has like a lot of people in it, it doesn't mean God is involved. Because Jesus Christ himself is saying many people will be deceived. 
So the fact that many people are doing it, many people are saying it, does not mean it is right, does not mean it is the truth of the word of God, does not mean it is what the Bible teaches. So you can't make your assessment based on numbers. You need the spirit of truth to help you discern and to guide you into the truth. Number two, what Jesus said, he says, the enemy desires to deceive the elect, the church. So the enemy is out to deceive the church, you and I, we are the church. And how does he intend to do this? Matthew 24, 24. It says, for false Christs, false prophets, false teachers, people speaking, claiming they're speaking by the inspiration of God, but they are not. It says, false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Right? Again, said the fact that they have the numbers does not mean God is involved. Now, one step further, Jesus Christ is saying the fact that they have signs and wonders does not mean he is involved. They can be false prophets and still have signs. After all, when Moses went up to Pharaoh's palace, he dropped his rod, turned into snakes. The magicians, too, they did the same thing. They dropped their own rods, too, and their rods turned into snakes. Right? But one was by the power of God and one was by the power of Satan. So the fact that there's, there's signs, there's, you know, there's wonders, there's miracles, like it doesn't mean it's from God. Miraculous signs does not mean the message is true. Right? Don't be deceived. I remember a story, uh, I think it was about seven years ago now, 2015. Um, it was at uh, your campus, right? Uh, there was somebody I heard about where she was on campus and she just met a guy. And the guy walked up to her and was like, oh, what's your name? And she told the guy a name. And he was like, oh, as I was sitting there and I saw you, um, you know, God told me, God ministered something to me that, you know, you're, you're struggling with school. And she was like, oh, yes, yes, I'm struggling with school. And, uh, you know, even like, you know, your mom's business is not doing well. She's like, oh, yeah, that's true. How did you know that? He's like, oh, God showed it to me. And before you know, the guy, you know, trapped her, told her, like, oh, yeah, you know, come to my house, we'll do Bible study. And before you know it, she went to, you know, the house where she was living with her friends, packed her things, and moved in with this guy that was almost 20 years older than her. Right? And she was kept on insisting, like, you know, God sent this guy to me. Only God knows what kind of abuse the guy is subjecting her to. And it all started by what? By signs and wonders, because... You know, he told her a couple of things that are true. So the fact that there is signs and wonders does not mean it is from God. And a perfect example, like, you know, let's prove it from scripture. Right? Satan also has access to the realm of the spirit. And Satan can see the immediate future as well. It is very possible. Acts 16, 16. Let's look at the account of Paul and Silas, right, in the city of Philippi. Bible says, now it's happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination, the, the original Greek translation puts it as the spirit of python, the spirit of, of a serpent. This is the spirit of the devil, right? Let's continue. Says, who brought a master's much profit by fortune telling? 
I hope there's nobody here, you know, going to read your palm or, you know, all sorts of nonsense like that. Like, that is, you know, a trap of the enemy. And if you have done that, I pray in the name of Jesus, that hold of the enemy over you is broken today in the name of Jesus. It says, he brought our masters much profit by fortune telling. Let's continue. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God. Who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. It says, these men are the servants of the most high God. Now notice everything she said was true. Paul sang us like they are servants of the most high God. They came, you know, they brought the gospel to, 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 the, to the people, needing them in the way of the most high God. Everything she said was true. And she was the first person to know who they were. Right? Says these men are servants of the most high God. But she was not speaking by the spirit of God. So, the fact that there are signs and wonders does not mean it is from God. Number three, what Jesus said, avoiding deception, and this is very important, avoiding deception is our personal responsibility. Jesus Christ is not going to override you know, the devil is out there. You know, his job in these last days is to deceive people, even their necks, even the church. And Jesus is saying, our responsibility, it is my responsibility, your responsibility to avoid deception. Matthew 24 verse 4, it says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Right? Take heed that no one deceives you. So this is not something that you can, you know, delegate to somebody to make sure that you're not deceived. You have to take personal responsibility. You have to consciously engage the spirit of truth to help you to make sure that you avoid being deceived. You will not be deceived in the name of Jesus. Amen. Deception gains entrance into our lives through people and places. Deception gains entrance into our lives through people and places. So when the enemy wants to deceive a person, what he does is one or two things. is either he brings someone that is new into the person's life or he will plant new ideas into people that are already in the person's life. So we need to be very careful in our relationships, right? We need to judge everything, anything you hear, anything a person says, you have to judge it by the truth of the word of God. The word of God is the standard, not anybody's experience. It doesn't matter the title, it doesn't matter what they do, it doesn't, it doesn't matter like how big their following is. All of that is irrelevant. What really matters is what they are saying. Are they following Christ? You're following them, you know, I'm not saying you should not have mentors, but you're following them to the extent to which they are conforming and they are following Christ. Right? Jesus Christ, we are all following Jesus. So you have to check it. You have to carefully examine because that responsibility lies with you and I. It is a personal responsibility that we cannot abdicate or delegate to anybody else. 
So another thing, um, I want to talk about places as well, right? So the places you go. So you can't say, oh yeah, you know, I don't drink, you know, I don't, I don't smoke or anything like that, but you know, I have you know, this friend that has a friend, they host a party every Friday, I just go there, right? I just want to be alone. Uh, I just go there to sit and just watch and you know, do my own thing, but I don't partake in any, any of that. Why, like, if you know something is wrong, then don't, don't even, don't play with it. Like, just, just let it go. Because the Bible says, you know, evil communication will eventually corrupt your good manner. It, it, it's, it's just a matter of time. So it, that in itself is deception for you to believe that, you know, you will work with, uh, uh, um, you know, people whose values don't align with your own values and you will hang around the places they hang around and, you know, nothing is going to happen. Eventually, you are going to succumb to the same things they are doing. Back in school, um, I remember I had like a study group, you know, where we study, you know, very effective, helps me a lot academically, right? And then that was the first time in my life, like in this country, when I heard like, oh yeah, you know, today is, you know, 420. And, you know, so then we're excited, I like, go oh, 420, 420, I was like, what is 420? Like, what is going on? Right? And I, 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 they told me what it is, right? Like, you know, they, I think it was a day when you can, you know, smoke as much weed as you, you want or, or anything like that. Like, oh, yeah, we should, we should meet up with them. Like, yeah, this is, you know, where I depart. Don't, 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 don't even, there's no sentiments to it, right? Because those things, there are spirits behind them. You say, oh, I'll just try it once. And then, boom, you get hooked, right? And the spirit gets commitments from you. And before you know it, that's the only thing you can think about. That's the only thing you want to do. When you sleep, that's the only thing you're dreaming about. Right? You have the responsibility, you have your, the power to not even get into it in the first place. And that's what the Bible is telling us here. We have to take it so that you are not deceived. We become more vulnerable to deception when we are offended. When we are offended. When you are offended, that's one of the ways... That's one of the doors and that the enemy uses to deceive people, right? You're offended, you know, maybe somebody says something in church or in your department, and you're like, can you imagine? They said that to me, you know, do you, do you know who I am? Like, you know, is it because I'm just, I'm just here, you know, helping out, right? And the, the devil just, you know, amplifies that and tells you, can you imagine? Nobody can even talk to you like this at work, like, you know, just, just give that thing for them. And it cheats you out of serving God. Right? Cheats you out of your blessing. Cheats you out of the benefits that comes with service. Because you are offended. Number two, when you are idle. When you don't have anything you're doing. You're just, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not right. But people say it in like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm killing time. You're not killing time. Right? You're not, you're not, you know, passing away time. What's really happening is you're, you're passing away part of your life. Because the unit of life is measured, life is measured in time, right? So when you don't have anything you're doing, such a person is the perfect candidate, right? The, the devil will look for work for that, that person. Literally. So if you have some free time on your hands, do something productive, right? Like do something, even if it's just like, you know, register, like get a course, like, you know, expand your knowledge on something. Like, you cannot be high do. You can't, you know, just wake up morning to night, you're doing nothing, like, consistently. I'm not talking about, you know, a few days when you, like, you want to take some time out to rest, but that is your, you know, 
consistent reality day to day. No, that's very dangerous. Number three is when we are in desperate need. When we are in desperate need, the devil can take advantage of that as well. You know, when your desire for a thing is all-consuming, that you cannot wait, you, have to, you, you must have it, I must make it, this iPhone 15, I must buy it. Right? I must buy it before, you know, I, 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 I mean, it's been out for a couple of months now, like I, I have to be, you know, one of the, the, the first adopters. I have to, at all costs, then the devil will start opening, you know, up avenues, you know, thoughts into your, into your, into your mind and ways to get it that does not glorify God. Right? Anything, you know, anything that, you know, you want to get and it's just like, I must get it. I'm not going to rest until I get it. It is not from God. And a perfect example is the story of Esau. Right? He, he was hungry. Yeah. Like, he, was, he didn't fast 40 days and 40 nights. He was, he was just hunger. And the guy was like, yeah, I have to eat or unless I would die. I'm about to die. All right? And because of, you know, uh, instant gratification, just, you know, momentary enjoyment, he lost his heritage. He lost his destiny just because of food. Why? Because, you know, he, he feels like, you know, he's in desperate need. The, the need, the urgency is, you know, you know he's been consumed by it. And this applies as well to when you're dealing anything that you're doing, anything, any opportunity, you know, anything you're trying to get into, and it has to be now, right? You know, it's just urgent. Like, you, know, you have to make a decision now. You have to do it now. If you don't do it today, it is not from God. You can back out, right? If it is God, it would give you the opportunity to seek godly counsel and to pray and think about it. Right? And this has happened, um, you know, to us before. Uh, we're looking to get an um, air conditioning unit, right? And we contacted a couple of vendors, and this particular guy said, oh, yeah, you know, let me come to the house, you know, come and check, you know, what you need and all that. So I was like, oh, fine, come. So he came, you know, sat down, went to the house, recommended the product, you know, and he was like, oh, yeah. And I said, okay, thank you. Um, you know, send the details to me. I'll make a decision and let you know. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't have to, like, you know, you can just sign it now, like, you know, everything, like, it's all benefits, like, you know, and I was telling me, oh, yeah, I have, in a couple of houses, I have, like, you know, 10 houses, you know, this is what I've done in all my houses, I'm like, well, good for you, right? I still have to take some time to think about it. And he was like, okay, he was reluctant, he was like, okay, and then he left. And then the next morning, okay, it was actually a Friday, the next morning, there was a truck, there was a truck in front of my house with AC units knocking on my door to come and install it. I'm like, What? So I called, like, you know, what is going on? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, why are you still thinking about it? We'll just install it. It's not a big deal. I'm like, nah. You, 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 you. I'm like, actually, I'm not going with you again. Get your truck and get, get out from my house. Reading it, when I finally sat down to read it, right, is, you know, it was over the course of, like, you know, a couple of years with the maintenance or whatever. It was trying to charge me almost times 10 of what I would have gotten from somewhere else. Right, so, you know, when, when it is just, you know, urgent, you have to do it now, either believes does not make haste. It is not God. You have to check it. That's the more reason why you should, you know, you should check it. Take time out to check it. How do we overcome deception? By testing all things. By testing all things. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5 verse 21, it says, Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. 
test all things. You have to test all things, including everything I've been saying, right? Go back home, test it, check it. You know, is this from the word of God is, or James has added his own here, right? And then you put it aside. That, that's how you do it. There's no, there's no shortcut to it. You have to test all things. Engage the spirit of truth. Only spirit, you know, what are you saying? Help me. What is your mind concerning this situation? Spirit of truth, I need you. The message translation says, on the other hand, don't be gongibu. Don't just take everything as face value. Check out everything and keep only what is good. Throw out anything tainted with evil. We'll continue next week. Yes, if you're clapping, clap for Jesus. Let's appreciate the spirit of truth for what he has taught us today. Thank you. So we are going to, uh, you know, pray in a minute, but I want to give somebody an opportunity. So if you're here, um, you've never at any time in your life, as I mentioned, um, you know, earlier on, as children of God, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the spirit of truth dwelling on the inside of us. That is reserved for the children of God. So if you're here, you are not sure, you've never at a time in your life consciously made the decision to invite Jesus, to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You've not made that decision, or you are not sure. Maybe you did it like you don't remember, or you have to be sure. Today is the day of salvation. God, God orchestrated for you to be here today at this time. If you're watching online, today is your day of salvation. God is knocking, he's waiting on you. He wants nothing more than to have that personal relationship with you so that the Holy Spirit can come on the inside of you and live with you and dwell on the inside and guide you and protect you from you know, the spirit of error and deception of the enemy. He doesn't want you to go through life, you know, frustrated from pillar to post, bounced around by every wave of doctrine. There's an easier way. And the easier way is the Holy Spirit holding your hands, guiding you along the best pathway for your life. That is what God is inviting you into today. So if you are such a person, let's rise to our feet. If you're here, you're here in person, you're watching online, everyone here if they're wise, I've made that same decision myself. Everyone here, they've made that decision. So don't, this is not, you know, this is not a call. It is not, it's, don't look at somebody to your left or to your right. Or, this invitation is personal to you, between you and God. So if you're here, I just want to say a word of prayer with you, and that's it. You know, a few seconds, and that's it. Um, you know, Jesus Christ, the only spirit, the spirit of truth, will come and live on the inside of you. So just put your hand on your chest, um, whatever hand, it doesn't matter, just place your hand on your heart. Uh, if you're watching online, do the same as far as it's safe to do so. Um, you're not driving, you're not operating any heavy machinery, just you know, put your hands on your chest and we can say this prayer together. Ignite Church, let's join our brothers and sisters, um, you know, in, in just supporting them in this very um, monumental decision that they've made that will change their lives forever. Repeat after me, Heavenly Father. I come before you today. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for me. And on the third day, he rose again. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Give me the grace to live my life in a way that is pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, 
Amen, amen. If you said that prayer, congratulations. Yes, let's join the celebration in heaven. Congratulations, welcome to God's family. Exciting decision that you have made today and you will not regret it. This is the beginning of good things and wonderful things in your life. And I'm so excited that you made this decision today. And if you're here in person or online, you made that decision, just text SAVED to the number on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube as well, that number will come up on your screen. If you're here in person, they're actually like, um, you know, ushers um, going around. Um, just, you know, show yourself to them. Make sure they can see you. They will give you a package. It's just for us to help you, give you some materials that will help you get started in this new journey. Um, no commitment required from your end to us. It's, you know, um, it's a free, uh, um, it's a free gift, um, you know, from Ignite Church to you to help you um, get started. And God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so we're going to pray. We're going to ask for the spirit of truth. We're going to ask, um, the prayer point is simple. Father, fill me with your spirit of truth. Fill me with your spirit of truth. Help me, guide me. Help me to discern your mind concerning the events and the things that are happening in my life. Protect me from the deception of the enemy. Let's raise our voice. Remember, it is your personal responsibility. I can't do it for you. I know nobody else can do it for you. So raise your voice and ask him, Father, Pour out your spirit of truth. Fill me with your spirit of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Ask that God will fill you with the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth that will guide you. That will guide you through the difficulties of life. That will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Ask him. Ask him today. He's listening. Ask him for the spirit of truth that will help you to discern, that will help you to know the mind of Christ, the mind of God concerning your situation, that will help you to know the mind of God concerning the things that you're going through, that will help you to know the mind of Christ concerning the season that you're in so that you will take the actions, the actions that you need to take in this season that will maximize your potential and your destiny. Ask God to fill you with the spirit of truth. Ask him for the spirit of truth that will protect you from the deception of the enemy. The spirit of truth that will protect you from the spirit of error. Pray, pray. Ask him to fill you today. Father, I'm asking of you, oh God, I don't want to live my life in error. I don't want to live my life, you know, under the sway of the, you know, rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I need the spirit of truth. I want to walk in your truth. Help me, Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth. Pour out the spirit of truth upon me, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. There is none like you, blessed Redeemer. Thank you for your word to us today, Holy Spirit. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for guiding us into the truth of the word of God. Blessed be to your name, O God, in Jesus' name. Father Lord, as we have said in your ears, so shall we be today in Jesus' name. Thank you for filling us with the spirit of truth. Thank you, O God, because even as from today, Lord, 
we would engage as we engage the spirit of truth. Lord, things that have been difficult for us before becomes easy in the mighty name of Jesus. As we walk under the guidance and the direction and the needing of the spirit of truth, Lord, we pray that doors of opportunities will begin to open to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray the spirit of truth will lead us into this new season that you have brought us into in the mighty name of Jesus. The spirit of truth will help us discern the things that we need to do to maximize this new season in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, oh God, that the spirit of truth will protect us from the deception of the enemy. We will not be deceived in the mighty name of Jesus. We will not fall into deception of the devil in the name of Jesus. The devil will not cheat us out of the promises of God for our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have done for us today. We appreciate you forevermore. There is none like you, blessed Redeemer, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Ignite church, give God a shout of praise. Amen.